MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous. I'm Sophie Venable, author, life coach, and mother of two. And whether you're married with children, single, divorced, or somehow all of the above, I'm talking to you about life, sex, relationships, and parenting. Gotta keep it serious sometimes, folks. And usually when I'm talking about parenting, I'm talking about communication because that is everything when it comes to staying connected to our kids. Parenting has a whole new set of challenges today. Our parents didn't have to deal with social media 24-7. They could just flip off the TV because it was the only screen on in the house. And we didn't have violent video games and instant access to porn and so much more. So my guest today is actually going to talk about a show that your kids may or may not be watching. And her name is Marina Braff. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Marina Braff. Hello, Marina. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Actually, we are on Skype, people, so we do what we do the best we can. So, um, so Marina's with us on Skype, and tell us a little bit about you and what we're going to talk about today. So, I am a therapist in Hermosa Beach, and I specialize in working with adolescents and teen girls. And part of what we're going to be talking about today is this series on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why that is getting all types of hype and controversy about whether or not it is a good show, if it's harmful, if it's a positive movement for mental health. And I want to share my thoughts with all of you. All right. So 13 Reasons Why, this is a show about teen suicide, correct? Yes. So... Yeah, tell us a little bit about the show. So for anybody that's not familiar with it, because your kids could easily be watching this without you knowing. Yes. And so it is primarily about teen suicide. But one of the things that I really like about the show is that it also kind of talks about the other issues that are going on in high school or middle school. And it can kind of give a platform for parents to talk with their kids. But before we get into all of that, um, just a brief synopsis of what the show's about. I'll try to avoid any spoilers in case you guys out there want to watch it. Um, It's about (laughs) the story of a girl named Hannah Banker. She's 17, and she's the one who ends up committing suicide. Mm. And she commits suicide after a result of so many traumatic experiences that happened to her at high school, either with cyberbullying, sexual assault, drugs and alcohol, kind of the whole gamut of what can happen in high school with your peers and family members and whatnot. Um, And so what happens is before she kills herself, she records 13 tapes and each one of those tapes is dedicated to a person at school that she believes contributed to her suicide. Wow. A little intense. A little intense. (laughs) A little intense. Yeah, this isn't a lighthearted show by any means. No. So throughout the show, every episode is one tape, and each episode is kind of, you know, piecing together the individual and how the one individual story fits into her larger high school experience, which Uh ultimately, you know, is the reason why she kills herself. Right. And so the guy who receives the tape, Clay, um, he's kind of like this do-gooder, really sweet guy, um, you know, kind of uncharacteristic to what you would think of when it comes to being the reason for someone's suicide. Um, But as he progresses through the tapes, he starts to understand in all of the different ways how, you know, what people say and what people do can really have an effect on an individual. Oh, well, that's, that's valuable. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I could, I could imagine that, um, you know, the show, I, I haven't watched the show. I really wasn't aware of it. And then when I heard about what you were doing with it, that's uh, what prompted me to, to have you come in and talk about it. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not familiar with it myself, but it sounds like, like you said, there's just a ton of context here for so many things that can be talked about. Yes. So many things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, you know, I've got a daughter graduating middle school and a daughter in high school, so. <laughs> yes, and they're both wonderful. I love them. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, the the interesting part about this show is that, like you said, some parents may not even realize that their kids are watching it. So, you know, to all the parents out there, look at your recently watched on your Netflix and mm-hmm. see if it's there. Yeah. Um, because this show kind of, it has the potential to promote a really powerful conversation between you and your kid and Mm -hmm. used correctly I mean this could be a really great bonding experience and you could get even more insight into the world of what your kid is dealing with do you think that they should watch it together so I think that would be awesome um I I kind of hesitate to say like they definitely should Mm -hmm. because you know I'm sure some of them already have and they may not want to rewatch some of the scenes that are more provocative in nature because mm-hmm. we all know how teens are with awkward sex scenes and their parents being in the Oh, team. okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it kind of gets into stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It can be graphic at times, but I mean, I think if a parent was willing to sit with their kid and watch it, then yeah, absolutely. It would be, it would be a great thing to do together. Okay. So what is the response of the people? I mean, you were saying that sometimes, uh, you were saying that some people are saying that this is irresponsible television? Yeah. So... It's kind of crazy because I watched it maybe like a week after it had been on Netflix and I I didn't really know what to expect but I was watching it with a girlfriend of mine and I was picturing my clients and the teens and adolescents that I know and it was a little freaky to think about them watching it just because you know it is such an intense topic that it almost feels like there should be more support for the kids watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so what's happened is it's kind of like created these two extremes of people saying, you know, either a, it's causing a dis or it's causing like a disservice to the people and it's going to promote self-harm and suicide and it's glamorizing it for those that watch or there are the other people that are cheering for the show and saying, you know, no, this is great. This is kind of along the lines of what I was saying, where it, it provides an opportunity to have a conversation about the tough stuff. Well, yeah, and that's a really, uh, you know, that's a difficult thing to say about television. I mean, there are certain shows that make it really very, very clear how to make crack, right, in your own kitchen. So yeah. is that, you know, are they responsible for more people making crack? You know, I don't, I mean, it's, it's a really tough call. I mean, I don't particularly like to fill my head with violence. I don't watch a lot of dark stuff, but, um, and I would imagine there's always somebody that could get an idea from something, but suicide's real. I mean, my God, it happened at my daughter's school a month ago. I mean, you know, 13 year old boy. So, and what was reflected back to me was the grief and the confusion for the kids. And I know also that this kid was not super popular Mm -hmm. and all of them probably wondering, could I have talked to him more? Could I have been nicer? Right. You know, 
And I think that there's no way to have these conversations that is going to be comfortable. It's not a comfortable conversation. No. <laughs> you know, neither is teen pregnancy, but we have to talk about it. So yeah. that's an interesting place for you to be coming from as a therapist who's working with teens specifically. Um, is it something that you ended up bringing up at this point in sessions? Yeah, because the teens are, you know, I think they're almost timid to talk about it. Like I've had clients who are kind of like asking me, have you seen that show? And they're a little nervous to bring it up. Mm. And um, it's a lot for them to process because, I mean, essentially every episode, it's it's stalking, it's cyberbullying, it's, mm. you know, someone getting raped. And for teenagers most of them you know mm-hmm. haven't had to even think about this mm. and the way that they portray it on the show you know they did so intentionally where they're not trying to make it seem less intense they're being very real about mm. it but because it's so real the people that are watching it they don't the teens watching it they don't know how to process it and how to file it so it is something that you know is talked about in session which i think for those is helpful, but you know, unfortunately, not every teenager is in therapy with a therapist. Right. right. So, well, do you think it is glamorizing a suicide or you know self harming behaviors, or do you think it's just bringing them out in the open? You know, I think I think it's bringing them out in the open. I think and this is going to be kind of kind of brutal, but if you are a teenager and you want to be hurting yourself, you're going to be hurting yourself whether or not you watch a show about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I agree. In a sense, you know, if if you're a teenager and you have a history of self harm or you have thought about killing yourself, in a way, the show kind of normalizes it. It's like, oh, I'm not the only one who has thought about doing this. I'm not the only one that's experiencing bullying to the point where I don't think I can live anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So, to that extent, like, no, I don't think so. I do think that the audience should be aware of the fact that it can be triggering. And, you know, if you're in the depths of depression, it's probably not the best idea to watch it. But these extremes that are coming out of either it being a great show and it being a horrible show, you know, extremes don't really serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why we need to talk about, okay, so there is the gray and what are we going to do with it? And how are we going to make the gray and make the show work for the better of our teenagers today. So if somebody knows that their kid has been through some bullying or, um, you know, has maybe tried cutting or done anything like that, um, I, I almost, I'm thinking of myself as a parent. Do I then say, no, you, you, you shouldn't watch that show. Should I say you can watch that show, but I'd like to watch it with you. Or do you say, you know, I can't really control what you do. If you're going to watch that show, please let me know if you have anything to talk about that you want to talk about or process after you see it. I mean, I kind of, I kind of handle, I know my kids watch stuff that they're not supposed to watch. I mean, I know they've watched plenty of R-rated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to happen. But I sort of always leave the table open for conversation. Like, okay, but, you know, if there's anything that creeps you out or, you know, makes you uncomfortable and you want to talk about it, let me know. And sometimes right. they do. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, whoa, mom, this show was going one way and then it went this way. And I was like, ugh, that creeped me out. And I've had to talk to my 13 year old about some of that stuff. And I think, I think that's the idea. I mean, the, the, the ultimate ideal would be that you could create an experience in watching this show for maybe the kids 
that haven't seen it and the parents are hearing about it now, maybe it becomes like, you know, in the ideal world, it becomes something that brings a parent and a kid together in this bonding idea and bonding situation. But, um, again, if the kid has watched it or has heard about it, they're probably going to feel a little awkward watching some of the episodes with their parents. Sure. So I think, you know, what you said is awesome. Like, you know, I know this show is out there. I can't control what you decide to watch. Well, I mean, they could, but yeah, until they're until they're at a friend's house for an hour. Right. You know, I mean, it's totally. we're we're you know, kids are resourceful, and there's iPads and phones everywhere, and they're gonna if they want to watch this, then they want to watch it, and there's a reason for it. Right. And so I think, you know, like you said, just opening it up, saying, look, I've heard about it. I've heard that there's some pretty intense stuff. And if you are confused by it or you have a strong reaction to it, like, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I want to hear about it. And I think if they do that, if they do provide that space to talk about it, then what would make sense would be that the parents would still go and watch it on their own, regardless of if the kid admits to watching it or not. So that if the kid does come and say, oh, my God, I saw this thing that Clay just went through after he listened to the tape from such and such, the parent's right there and they're on board and they can jump into the conversation in a very engaged manner. Well, I think that's an excellent suggestion that uh, if you have any suspicion that your kid is wanting to watch the show or even that their friends are watching the show because, you know, friends go watch things and then talk about it and they talk about them like they're you know, they talk about everything in absolutes. And Mm -hmm. so it would be really good for the parents to go and watch and, and then um, at least be able to address that. Because um, I hear stuff like that from my kids too, you know, where they won't necessarily be watching something themselves, but they're like, so my friend said this, my friend said that. And I'm like, well, what's that about? And, oh, they're Mm -hmm. watching this, or they know this YouTube person or this, you know, and it's all this, this hearsay and everything that just comes into their consciousness. And if this show is getting the kind of publicity that it is, and causing the uh, controversy that it is, then I'm sure people are talking about it, whether they're watching it or not, right? Uh, and that's, that's the important thing to keep in mind with teenagers is that, you know, as much as they love their parents, even if they can't admit it, their friends are their world. Like their world revolves around who they're talking to and what they're talking about and they will do and say and watch mostly anything to feel like they're being accepted by their peer group. So if they're in a group of six people and four out of six of them have seen this show and they're, you know, one of the two that haven't, they're going to feel like they need to go watch the show just to be part of the group. Mm -hmm. And um, they'll get pressured that way. And like this show also shows, is (laughs) show also shows, um, that, um, you know, what the people in your school, how they treat you, what they say to you, what they do to you, it has this dramatic effect on teens, like to the point where, you know, us as adults and parents and people whose frontal lobes have fully developed, you can kind of see that's an extreme, you know, I know she said she's not your friend. She'll probably be friends with you in two weeks. Um, oh, wait. but it's such a, it's, everything is so painful and such a big deal. I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, both of my girls, you know, going through middle school have had days where they get in the car and they're crying and it's because somebody looked at them a certain way and a, or a teacher made a certain comment or, you know, in, in the big scheme of things, you're thinking, okay, you know, in about 12 hours, this isn't going to matter, but it is so big in the moment. It is yeah. so real 
for them. Um, and if this show helps people understand that and certainly helps other people, you know, the, the flip side from a comedy point of view would be Mean Girls. You know, mm-hmm. you would be able to say like, hey, well, that actually serves some sort of purpose because if you okay. can see what an ass you look like when, yeah. oh. when you're treating somebody that way, I mean, it's not cool to be called a mean girl. If this show can show, there we go again, the serious side of that, then to me, that's a purpose served. Yeah. 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 And I think that the TV and media obviously is so central to teenagers now and even to adults, but there's been other shows that I can think of in the past, like Seventh Heaven and Degrassi, where these issues are addressed and they're brought up, but because the shows weren't focused on bullying or sexual assault or suicide, you know, it kind of got blown over. But this show is dedicated to the purpose of bringing light to these issues, and it's like, we don't want to shy away from that. We're given this chance to really open up this conversation about what's happening and the impacts that it has. Like, let's use it and not just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you doing as your project for this? Tell us a little bit about that. So I am going to be having a presentation in Hermosa Beach on Wednesday, May 17th from 7.30 to 9. Good news is it's totally free. Yay. Uh, yay free is always good. Um, and I'm going to be talking about ways that parents can use the show, kind of like I, I've been talking about, as a platform to talk mm-hmm. with their kids. And my goal is that I'm going to be this bridge person for parents or teachers or anyone that's working with teens um, and talk about and give tools on how to bring this up in a way where it will be well-received from the kids and kind of open up the groundwork of having these harder conversations, but doing so in a meaningful way. Excellent. And that's, is that something that they can sign up for online or do they just show up? Yes. Uh, Oh, you can sign up for it online. Do you want me to tell you your email address right now? Yes, please. Okay. So if you would like to come to this lovely event, um, you can, (laughs) (laughs) you can RSVP to Marina Braff at gmail.com and let me know how many people will be coming and, um, any questions or any follow-up, you can also uh, tag along to that email. Okay, and that's Wednesday, May 17th at 7.30 at the Hermosa Beach Community Center, right? Room 4 to be specific, yes. Room what? Room 4. Room 4, okay. Yep. So the show is called 13 Reasons, correct? 13 Reasons Why. Okay, 13 Reasons Why, and yep. it's on Netflix. Correct. Okay, and about how many episodes are they into at this point? They so the first season is fully complete. So all oh, thirteen. So all thirteen have been revealed. Yep, all thirteen episodes okay. are out, and we're at a point now where it seems like I mean they could easily go into a season two, but this this show is based off of a book, okay. um, and so they you know the book obviously wasn't written to go past the episodes that have already been released. Sure, um, but. You know, it seems like they are going to do a season two. It has not mm-hmm. been confirmed, but I'm guessing they will. And if they do or when they do, you know, it's just another reason of why yeah. you need 
to understand how to use this information and how to use this media because when season two comes out, I mean, I don't think it's going to be any less intense. Um, Well, no, and and as people talk about it, you know, things are on Netflix. They stay on Netflix. And, you know, so again, parents out there, they can be, they can be watching anytime, anywhere. And so, and again, I mean, I'm, I agree with you. I feel as though there's always attention seeking behavior that we have to um, sort of untangle and decide, you know, how much of a threat, how much is not a real threat. But it doesn't matter because if there's attention seeking behavior, that is a request for attention <laughs> and, so, help. and help. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I personally feel that information is power and mm-hmm. I would go toward watching and toward knowing what it is that your kids are watching and why they want to watch it. Right. Use it as a, use it as a bridge to give you something to talk about. Because if you, you know, if we keep brushing this under the rug, what am I trying to say? What, What I'm trying to say is teen suicide is about one of the most difficult, painful conversations to have with your kids, with anyone. And when it happens, And I remember when I was in school, it happened and it's happened to both of my girls have experienced knowing that someone in their school committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And it's a reality. And that's when it comes down. That's when it comes flooding in. Mm -hmm. And so this is not an issue that's just going to go away. It is something that has to be moved toward. We need to open up this conversation. So I really appreciate what you're doing and using this show as an instigator to have this conversation with parents. Yeah, and I think another aspect of it too is that, you know, the kids that are watching it, if we as adults shy away from talking about the hard issues, what message are we sending to them? You know, we're saying like, we can't, we can't have these difficult conversations. We can't express the feelings they get triggered when we're watching the show. And that's not what a parent and a therapist and a coach and a teacher, that's not the message we're trying to show. That's not what we're trying to model for the future generation. We want them to understand that they can be open communicators and they can talk about what's going on and that that is all okay and healthy. So it's another reason why, you know, shutting this down and trying to say like, no, 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 don't talk about it. It's it's not going to be helpful in the long term. Right. And as a, you know, you might want to go ahead and share with people as a, as a reporting therapist, somebody who's required by the state to report whether somebody is having, um, has an actual plan and means for suicide as opposed to the difference between that and ideation. So uh, I would say if you can explain that a little bit, just so that parents know if there's ideation, if your child is talking about this or relating to it or understanding it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to panic in that moment. It just means you have to open up the conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you want them to be able to talk about it. It's just, just what you were just saying. You want them to know, well, if you can't talk about the show, how are you going to talk about me? Right. And that's a really good point because I think what happens is like, look, I'm a therapist and someone says they're feeling suicidal and my stomach still drops. Of I'm course. Like, but I think, you know, what ends up happening is that if parents hear that their kid, if their kid comes up to them and says, mom, I'm so sad. I just, I just want to die. Okay. You know, there's, there's many ways that you can take that. That can be just a, you know, a, a, 
figure of speech and it's been a bad day at school. But if you're noticing that your kid is really depressed and they're not getting up and getting out of bed and they're not showering and they're saying that, you know, it doesn't matter what happens to my future. My future is just over, Mm -hmm. you know, then have the conversation and ask Mm -hmm. like, you know, are you really feeling completely hopeless about your future? Have you thought about killing yourself? And mm-hmm. that question, that's what we're trained to ask as a therapist is being very direct mm-hmm. because it's showing that we're not going to shy away from it. And it's showing to the person that we're talking to that that's not scaring us. And that makes it more comfortable for the person, the client, the kid to actually openly share what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um and as you had mentioned before, you know, there's there's a difference between suicidal ideation and, you know, a means like a kid can say, you know, yeah, I've thought about killing myself when, you know, Johnny at school is sending out these mass text messages about me. And, you know, I just thought about what it would be like if I wasn't here anymore and how that would affect my parents. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing. And that's something that you can use and you can talk about and you don't have to jump the gun and get them booked into a psych hospital ASAP, you know, where therapists really start to to press further is when you they say yeah I thought about killing myself and I'm gonna ask them well you know do you have a plan how would you kill yourself and have you written a letter and do you have a way of killing yourself Mm -hmm. if that's all ringing true if they say yeah you know I thought about killing myself I would take a razor and I would slit my wrists along the vein that would cause me to bleed out that's when I'm gonna say okay we get you help that means they've done some research They've been looking online. And that's another thing that you can always do is look at your kid's uh, uh, research history. You know, if they're looking at, you know, how tall does a bridge need to be, then then you need to get them help immediately, immediately. And like you said, the more willing that you are to talk uh, to talk about it and to have that conversation, the better, not only the better chance, but a very, 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 very good chance that you're going to save your kid. Right. You, but you can't save them if you don't know what's going on with them. And right. so that is what this is all about. And bridging this conversation between uh, parents and teens is brilliant. And I hope that lots of people drive to Hermosa to come see you. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for doing what you're doing. And uh, we will share this with everyone and let them know what's happening. And I hope to all the parents out there that this has been enlightening and that you'll take a look at what this show is all about. I know I will be doing so myself and talking to my kids about it. And again, you can email Marina Braff, M-A-R-I-N-A-B-R-A-F-F at gmail.com to ask her any questions about the event as well. Great. Thank you so much. And I just want to throw out a couple of phone numbers before we wrap up. Um, So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, if you know of anyone who has thought about hurting themselves, um, the phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And if you Google texting hotlines, there's many ways that you can get help for the teens out there that don't want to call someone and talk on the phone. I just want everyone who's listening to this to know that there's always someone that will listen, even if it's not someone in your immediate circle. Fantastic. Thank you. That's perfect. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And I appreciate you all tuning in to another episode of MILF Talk. Uh, please click subscribe if you would be so kind. And you can find out more about my work and what I'm offering at sophievedible.com.
Bye for now.